Okay, welcome everybody back to the fourth shear in the Kutimaran series, Torah Aleph. We continue it. So I wanted to, uh, we're going to pick up from where we left off, but I wanted to give a few introductory remarks over here. So just for the flow of things, uh, we continue to learn about the Seichel B'chol Dabar, how Hashem's intelligence or wisdom permeates the entire creation. Uh, Rabbi Nachman makes the connection that not only is there wisdom in creation, but we ourselves are part of the greater wisdom of creation, the chiyas, the ches itself, the vitality of creation. And in other words, we're part of chiyas, we're part of life itself. And this was Yaakov Avinu, who embodied holy kimship, Malchus de Kedusha, uh, showing that he has no light of his own. <laughs> uh, only what he receives from Hashem and the Torah. Welcome, shalom. We're just getting rolling over here. Uh, so we also saw how this was synonymous with the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov. That the Yetzirah wants you to store Hashem's kingship by deleting Hashem from the picture, saying there's no intelligence and certainly you're not a part of the Seich Wachodavar, while the Yetzirah Tov wants you to recognize you're part of a greater source of life itself. So you see there's constantly, the Yetzirah is trying to take you out of this understanding that that your part, that everything that happens is from Hashem, and that there is a deeper intelligence, there's a deeper wisdom to be found in creation. So before we move on in the Sefer, I wanted to make a few points about this, because it's really revolutionary that Rabbi Nachman's talking about the Seich B'chol Davar, that there is an inner intelligence of creation, and I wanted to bring it down to us and just show really some of the implications of what this means, and show really how deep Rabbi Nachman was referring to, some of it we uh, began last week to touch on, but I wanted to really take it a step further because really this is really the root of Amuna, what he's talking about, that Hashem is not only surrounds the worlds, but Hashem fills the worlds, and that the very fact that our heart is beating, that shows that we're part of a deeper intelligence, a deeper order of creation. So I wanted to speak about that and really how this could be more relevant to us, and then we'll move on in the safer over here. So... I was thinking just a few things that, you know, I work as a therapist and I see all sorts of things happen every day. And I think, you know, he, Rabbi Nachman said this over 200 years ago, and I think that's really incredible because what I see in here is really the root of mental health and resilience come from here, from understanding of the Seichel B'chol Davar, which means that a person who sees themselves as part of the creation or manifestation of Hashem's wisdom and intelligence can now begin to see themselves as mentally whole because so much of anxiety and trauma and depression and the things that people struggle with on a daily basis, uh, they goes back to their core beliefs that they see themselves as essentially flawed. So when you see yourself as essentially flawed, uh, so then your core beliefs of yourself are going to be, well, this is what happened to me and this is who I am. So you're going to a, uh, you're going to see yourself as flawed. But when you see yourself as part of Hashem's creation, when you see that you're part of Hashem's intelligence and self, that you're part of Hashem's mind, so that there's a Seibu over, so now you could start seeing yourself as essentially whole, right? So this provides healing from all the different things that people experience in life, the anxiety and depression and the trauma, the, the bad experiences, the seemingly negative experiences the person has. You could start seeing yourself as whole again because the very fact that your heart is beating shows that you're part of Hashem's intelligence. It shows that you're part of this inner intelligence, the Seichel Bechol Davar, and nothing could be more whole than Hashem's mind, <laughs> right? So since nothing could be more whole than Hashem's mind, if you're 
we're manifestations of of this this inner intelligence. So a person who has insight into this could start to see that they're actually whole again, and they're not uh, broken. They're not essentially flawed, but they could start seeing the opposite. Actually, you're essentially whole, and that would be the beginning of of mental health and resilience. And as Rabbi Nachman was explaining last week, that the Yetzirah wants to tell us that there's no intelligence, and therefore you can never be whole, and you're totally broken. That people feel so damaged, and they feel so broken by life itself. But uh, the Yetzirah wants to tell you, no, you're intrinsically flawed, and there's no intelligence behind anything, so therefore you have no ability. The Yetzirah wants you not to let Hashem's light in, right? So this is what we were saying, that the Ches and the Nun, uh, the Ches and Nun just, uh, becomes becomes distorted. That's what we were talking about last week, that the Machus de Sitra Acher, that a person follows their own ego and their own intelligence as opposed to seeing that they're part of the larger picture of life itself. Uh, another implication, I think, of what Rabbi Nachman's talking about here, again, I think this is really the basics, uh, basic foundation of Amuna. <laughs> I think this is really Judaism 101. But a, another thing is understanding that all feelings are safe. Because... Uh, when we understand that the human experience occurs on the backdrop of divine intelligence, when we understand that all our experiences happen, are a part of the Seich B'choldavar, so that allows all past, uh, present, and future experiences to be safe. That no matter what you're experiencing, uh, it no longer, you, know, no, you no longer need to be alarmed or scared or freak yourself out. Like, you know, we're like, oh my God, and we get totally freaked out. But understanding that there's a deeper order, there's a deeper wisdom to creation, our experience is happening on the backdrop of that order, and now that our experience is part of that order itself. So again, this is where real healing could take place because a person doesn't need to run away or be scared of any of their experience of life. You could actually start to begin to take a look at your emotions and take a look at your feelings because there's, it all happens under the backdrop of safety, which is Hashem's intelligence. So this is really... I think that's really, really incredible and really uh, revolutionary. Uh, another thing that it should be noted, I was talking to Tani about this before we started, is that a uh, that you know, Hash, you, you know, like Hashem is Hashem, no matter what you think about it. It doesn't change just because you think differently, or you might be feeling a certain way about Hashem. It doesn't, it doesn't change Hashem at all, right? It's just kind of a fact, so to speak. So regardless of what you think of it. A, uh, it's still Hashem, right? So it's the same thing over here, right? That the Seichem B'chodavar, that the fact of Hashem's inner intelligence or Hashem's divine mind or universal intelligence. So the fact that we, that Rabbi Nachman's talking about this and we know that this is true, so it doesn't make a difference what you feel about it. It just is. And I think that's really where the safety comes in because I, uh, if you think if your relationship with Hashem is really dependent on your feelings and you kind of view it as a belief instead of a fact, so then, you know, as your feelings come and go, your relationship with Hashem is a, uh, you know, if you get really down, then Hashem goes out the window. But if you see it as a fact, it's just like a, like a rock. It's just like Hashem's presence is everywhere. There's a seich v'chodavar. So again, you can, a, uh, you can feel safe and you see that all your feelings are not separate from Hashem, but you see they're actually part of Hashem's wisdom. Okay, now we're going to, I felt that needed to be said, just because it's like, you know, it's something that I see every day. And also, it's the basics of Judaism. I think it's Judaism, it's Judaism 101. Okay, now more specifically, 
Uh, to recap last week, then we'll jump into where we left off from last week. Uh, we ended last week how the Torah joins together the Ches and the Nun, uh, because the Torah vanquishes the Yetzirah. And now we're going to learn how the point that we started with, that Rabbi Nachman said in the beginning, that through learning Torah, it gives your words extra importance. And then that will allow people, that will allow, uh, people to accept what you have to say. So we're going to jump right in. We're up to over here. You guys see that? Okay. Uh, again, so we're talking about how the Ches represents the light of Hashem. And the nun represents the, the moon, and that a person puts aside their own wisdom, they let the light of Hashem in, so that's really an incredible thing. So we're starting. And through this, through learning Torah, that a person vanquishes their Yetzirah, so now this is the point that we started with, that all their Tfilas and Bikashas get accepted. The main reason why a person's words don't get accepted it's because your words don't have chen to them, right? Your words don't have this grace. They don't have this importance to them. So therefore, your words don't get accepted. Uh, and your words don't go into the heart of the person that you're asking from. Right? It's as if the, this person's heart, the person that you're asking, is as if there's no room left in their heart, and therefore your words can't enter, which means he's full, right? His heart is full, and there's no room for your words to enter into the person's heart. Right? So the reason is because your words don't have to enter into the person's heart, to enter and ask for the request that you're asking for. But through learning Torah, uh, but through learning Torah, this is the point that we've been speaking out up until now, right? But through learning Torah, that joins together the Nun and the Ches, and therefore you get Chain, right? Because as we said before, that the Torah is the Seich B'choldavar, the Torah is the inner intelligence of life itself, right? And when a person's able to be Makabo from Hashem's Hashem's mind, Hashem's light, which is the Torah. So that shows they're able to be mitzamsem their seicho, put aside their own intellect, and let in the wisdom of Hashem. And that's exactly what the letter Ches and Nun represent. As we said, the Ches represents the sun, the chiyas, the life force, the vitality of life itself. And the Nun represents the moon, right? The moon has no light of its own. So through learning Torah, right, your mechaber, the Ches, and the Nun. And then, now he's explained that your words are, are going to have extra importance to them. Right? And through this, now we finally see how the Torah is coming full circle with what we started this, that the Rebbe started with saying over here in the first paragraph that through learning Torah, it raises the importance of Yisrael. And he gave this drusha over here that the Pasuk says, Right? That it is a gazelle, a beloved gazelle, and a doe, or a deer, v'yala, uh, with charm, with grace. So the Gemara Avran says, that the Torah itself, it places importance, it places chen on the person. So now we finally, we took this long detour over here, as Rabbi Nachman does, he takes from all over the entire uh, corpus of Yiddishkeit, and he puts it all together. 
and he's creating again this larger perception. So we finally came full circle. Now he's going to say about how this, now your words are going to have uh, importance to them. Because he said, the thing that he started with is that the reason why uh, that he said through learning Torah, through Torah, so now all your tefillas and bekashos, your prayers get, uh, will get answered, right? Because it will make your words more important, and then now your tefillas are going to answer. He says, but nowadays the chen, the chashivas, has fallen, right? We think other things in life are important. And therefore, because the chen, the chashivas of Yisrael, the importance has fallen, so, so the, the words of Klai Yisrael, the words of the Jewish nation, no longer have umf. They no longer have the power to penetrate umf. They no longer have the power to penetrate in the way they were like, but through learning Torah. So now he explained this whole thing about the ches and the nun and the seich b'chodavr, the intelligence, and how the Torah represents the seich intelligence, but he didn't explain how that makes your words more powerful. So that's what he's coming full circle to over here. Right? And now you merit that your words should be words of chen. And now your words will now become uh, will become accepted. It's like in one of the, I can't I can't remember it offhand, but in one of the uh, I think it's in the Skinu Sudasa that we say on Shabbos uh, from the Ari. It says you should have milin yakirin. I think it's during the Skinu. I don't remember which one, but we say you should have milin yakirin. You should have heavy, dense words. Your words should be powerful. Uh, so over here, that your words are becoming more powerful. Like a person who speaks words of grace. Right, that your words now go, they enter into the heart of the person that you're asking from. This person that you're requesting from. Right, so this is what he explained, right? That a person, you want to ask them for something, your words don't have importance, and now they're full. You have no, they have no room for you, so to speak. But now that you connected to the inner wisdom of life, you connected to the flow of life itself, so now your words are going to get more important uh, and your words are going to get accepted. Now, an example of this, I was thinking, I don't know if this is true, but I, I, was, I was thinking this, that one example is that like a person who's in their mind, so they trip themselves up all the time, right? You're not open to the seich b'chodov, you're not open to the flow of life, understanding that Hashem is going to send you insights and send you wisdom and send you how to deal with the situation. So what happens is a person overthinks it, right? This is what we said that the distortion of the ches and the nun, thinking your own ideas are more important and not recognizing that they come from Hashem. So a person who's living in their mind, so uh, I, generally speaking, although it's, this is not like a 100% rule, but generally speaking, often they could trip themselves up. So they're going in front of someone and they're going, they want their words to have chayin, but they're so nervous, they're so anxious and worried because they're living in their own head so now they get tripped up so their words don't have chen. It doesn't get accepted by the person that you want because you're nervous, right? But when you connect to the deeper intelligence, the deeper logic of life, the inner intelligence of life, so now you're more in flow, right? The ches and the nun connection that we've been developing, now you're more in flow with, in tune with things. So now your words, uh, it's coming of, of a more natural, more higher and more sincere place. So now your words... Uh, could be accepted. That could be one possible explanation. So I'm, I'm not saying that's 100% for sure, but uh, it could be. Right? Now he's going to say that uh, he's going to take a little twist over here. And this is like the letter tough. 
על ידי שנסחברו ונסקשו החס והנון ונעשה בחינוס חן, through joining together the חס and the נון, making חן, על ידי זה נעשה בחינוס תף. Through this, it comes to an aspect of tough. This letter tough. What? The nun, yeah, so some of the, some of the I saw in a, uh, in a sefer called Ibaya Nachal, who's one of the, one of the Perushim Al-Kulimaran, so he actually says that, he says that, because if you combine the letters, a ches uh, and a nun, if you would, like, compress them together, you get the letter saf. Right, that's what he says. Yeah. Like, well, a nun could also be like that. Oh, no, that wouldn't make sense. It would be the other way. Correct, yeah. That's what he says, right? That's so you combine the letters and you get the letter suf. And he, uh, uh, we'll explain this. I just want to read to the end over here, right? Right? That this letter, the word tough itself, uh, means engraved and imprinted. Like it says in Yechesel, that they imprinted the letter tough. This is talking about. Uh, the pus is talking about that when there were bodies all around, they had a certain, it describes like a kind of a doomsday type of thing, right? And it describes their bodies, they're going to have a certain uh, thing engraved in their body, engraved in like tough their stuff. tough stuff, right? Hey, uh, it's funny, I have, I, I wanted to, I didn't get a chance to do it, but in my Nach Daily series, I have a mini class in every one of the letters of uh, one of the 22 letters, you get every letter in five minutes, right? So I wanted to actually look it up and like, and letters. I don't remember what it did a year. It did it a long time ago, you know. So I don't remember. But I wanted to actually look it up. Maybe I'll post it on the group, a brief on each one of the letters. People can read it. It's all typed up. Everything. Okay. Right. Right. Through. So now we said through this tough, this power of engravement. Right. So then it becomes engraved and implanted and imprinted on the lave of the person who you're asking for. Right? So what did he say before? He said the reason why people don't accept your words is because the person's heart is full. But now when, you, when your words have chen, you get, a, you get a suf. You get a tough, right? And the tough means to engrave, to imprint, right? So to, or to carve out. So now, you, now that your words have chen, it contains the power and the ability to carve out, so to speak, room in that person's heart to now accept your words. Why is the heart full? So, okay, so he doesn't, he doesn't really say. He just, he kind of, uh, Rabbi Nachman just kind of takes it for, takes it for granted, I guess, that, that the reason why people don't accept what you have to say is because their heart is full. Right? It's just not open to your words. Right, it's just not open to your words. Like, uh, uh, you know, it's like sometimes you speak to someone like, no, 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 right? Then no, it's totally shut down. You know, and they're not open to hear what you even have to say. But through having chen on your words, through connecting to the inner intelligence of life, which is synonymous with the Torah itself, so that gives your words more importance, right? Because the Torah is myla chen alom It puts chen on the person who learns it. And now that becomes the suf, the chesed and kumanim kum stuff, and the suf is chakika urashima hevesvisa tuf, right? That it engraves out into a person's heart, so now they could actually be open and hear your words. 
So it comes out that this aspect of chen it in it, it uh, engraves and carves out into the heart of the person that you're asking for. So your words enter their heart via and now he'll accept what you're asking. Right, and this imp- this imprint uh, is like the aspect of the letter suf. Now he makes a drush over here. This is incredible. It's just awesome how he does this, right? And this is what it wor- means that the words of the chachamim benachas with pleasantness nishmayim they're heard. Nachas daika specifically with nachas. With pleasantness, hainu bechina schein, hanal vehasof hanal. Right, this schein joined together with the sof. Right, the al yidezed nasa osios nachas, and through joining together ches and the nun, you get pleasantness. Vazai nishmayim dvarov v'neskabo b'kashaso. And now your words get heard, and your and they'll hear what you have to say. So it's amazing how he built this. This whole thing up over here about the ches and the nun and that your whole your words now will get heard on this pasuk in Kohelis over here divrei chachamim benachas nishmayim that the words of the chachamim with pleasant with pleasantness they get heard right so just to kind of plug in what we've been saying up until now right into this is that a uh, that the reason why the divrei chacham benachas nishmaim is because they're coming from this ches and the nun, right? The malchus de kedusha, the holy kingship, which means they're properly receiving from the light of Hashem and not through the distortion of their own lenses or their own ego, which would be the yitzhara, right? So now they're actually seeing life clearly, and now their words have this extra importance. They have the schein. The schein combines to be the saf, the ches nun saf connection is the nachas, right? So, obviously, this also means, right, it goes without saying, we've been talking about it just by speaking to a person, how I've been framing it. Rabbi Nachman says, which means certainly talking with Hashem, right? You're talking with Hashem, it's not just, Hashem help me, Hashem help me, Hashem help me, Hashem give me, the Zohar says, that the person who says, he says, there's, uh, Rav Nassim explains based on the Zohar, because the Zohar says, a person who says, Havli, Havli, right, is like a dog. Give me, give me, give me, give me, right? That's the lowest level of tefillah. And sometimes even that could be, I mean, certainly a level. You certainly should daven, but Rav Nassim explains that a tefillah like that sometimes could even be counterproductive because it inflates your own self-importance, right? What are you going to do now? You have a soda. I mean, it's good. I like soda, you know, but like it doesn't really add anything. A second level of tefillah is davening to, for Hashem to a uh, is is davening like for Torah that Hashem says you know, you say uh, you know a uh, what would be an example help me learn more Torah something like that right she's not coming to me a good example right now a second level would be davening for Torah which means oh Hashem help me have parnasa so I can learn Torah so you're asking for your physical needs right but it's because it's connected to Torah. The Torah is what gives the validation to that Gashmias Dikatvila. So you're saying, Hashem, help me uh, have Parnassus so I can learn more Torah. So if you just ask for Parnassus on itself, it's not necessarily a, uh, the most pleasant thing. But you ask for it so I can learn Torah, 
right? So now it gives your tefillah, your gashmis tefillah, validation, because after all, you're asking for Torah. But then there's a higher level of tefillah that Rav Nassim explains, that you're asking uh, for Hashem's needs in the world, or your, what he calls turning your, and we're going to get to all this, but turning your Torahs into tefillahs. That it's not enough that a person just a, uh, learn something, but they have to daven for what they learn. So like this we're learning. And you say, Hashem, please help my words have more chain, right? Help me, you know, help me with Bakayim, all the inyanim of tzitzis, that tzitzis is a shmirah for my body and a shmirah for my mind. And, right, so you're not just asking for your own needs. You're not asking for your own needs, derech Torah. You're asking for the higher level needs of you're turning your Torahs into tefillahs. That you take MS and Amuna, you join them together. You take the Torah, which is represented by MS, and you take Amuna, which is represented by tefillah, and you turn them together. And that's really a high, the highest level of tefillah, because when you, it, which is also synonymous with the Yom Nerayim tefillah that, and Kedusha tefillahs that we say, right, Hashem, put down your fear. Right, right, and all the zedim should be totally wiped out, and Hashem should reel his We say, right, Hashem's name or Hashem's name should be purified and elevated in this world. So that's really the highest level of tefillah. And over here, what we're saying is that a person who is connected to the inner intelligence of life, they're connected to the ches and the nun, they're receiving the flow from Hashem in a non-distorted fashion because they're understanding the basics of Amuna that we started with, that everything's come from Hashem, right? Even their, their entire worldly experience is part of this intelligence of life itself. So then you, then you ask for these higher level things, right? And this is... This is divrei chachamim benachas nishmaim. This is that your words now are able to get engraved, so to speak, in Hashem, and you're able to be poel your requests. So you say, Hashem, give me, give me, give me. You know, I mean, it's certainly, it's, you know, it's certainly better than not davening. You know, but the point is, is that when we come before Hashem, right? You want your words to be benachas, right? You want your words to be chain. Uh, Right? You want them to be, have importance. Right? So it's one thing, a person speaking to a boss or an employee or a client or whoever they're working with, you want your words to really have in front of Hashem an extra level of oomph. Okay, moving on. The Al-Kain, now he's going to again tie this all together. The Al-Kain, Yaakov, Kanal, Al-Kain, And Yaakov, because that's what we started with, right? I was outsmarted. Yaakov meant he was following his smarts, his wisdom. Right, the Alkain Yaakov Shuhubachinas Asecha, Alkain Zachilachain, Yaakov was Zochetachain. And this is gonna be our Parsha connection too. We actually hit it on the head. That's the amazing thing about this safer. It always gonna fit with your life, whatever's going on, right? Like it says, uh, Hashem has given me chain. This is what Yaakov said during his uh, showdown with Asaph. He said, V'chaneni Elohim, right? I have everything, Yeshli Kol. And Esav said, Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. Uh, so you see, Yaakov over here said, I have Chain, Chaneni Elohim. The Al Kain Berech es Hashvatim Bechain. And therefore, he blessed the Shvatim with Chain, Kemoshakasiv, Hayeladim Asher Chanan. The children, this was Yaakov referring to his children over there, he's saying the, that the children that I uh, have, that Hashem gave me, they were Chanan, they had Chain. Binyamin, but Binyamin wasn't there, which means when, during the sh- this is the chronological events when Yaakov showing out with Esau, Binyamin wasn't born yet. 
So Yaakov said on his children, The children that Hashem gave me were Chain, but Binyamin wasn't there. The Al Cain, because he wasn't born yet. The Al Cain Berchel Yosef Bechain. And therefore Yosef was the one who blessed Binyamin with Chain. Here's a parsed connection. Right? And this is what it says that uh, God should uh, make him blessed. I'm going to come back. I'm just going to read to the end over here. Specifically, Yosef was the one who was able to bless him. That Yosef was incorporated this aspect of Yaakov, of this following the inner intelligence of life, more so than everyone else. Like it says, Eile told us Yaakov Yosef. Because it says, these are the toldos, these were the offspring of Yaakov Yosef. Kuhu haya iker toldos. Because Yosef was the main offspring, uh, Yosef was the main offspring of Yaakov. Ki Yaakov and Yosef kechad echashive. Yaakov and Yosef are considered one. The alkei neemar be Yosef. And therefore, what it says by Yosef, it's, it's so incredible how, we, how Rabbi Nachman does this. We're seeing this through and through, right? He, he, he takes these psukim, we've seen dozens of, right? The al neemar be Yosef, bochor shoro haderlo. That it was the eldest of the sh- of the shur. This was the brachas that he gave. Bachor hu right? The bachor, the eldest. That's the seichel. That's what we started with. That that uh, ya- that Esav was biza esav bachor. Yaakov was the bachor. So you see that Yosef was makabo more from Yaakov more than anyone else because he said bachor, racious, right? The, we said bachor is the racious. Is the Rashis Chachma Yiris Hashem, is the first intelligence of creation, the Seich Bukhodavar, the inner intelligence of life itself. And therefore, uh, that's what he says, Bukhur Shor Hadarlo, that Yosef embodied this of Yaakov more than anyone else. Because it says, Eilit Toldos, Eilit Toldos, Yaakov Yosef. Right? Vizet, and also to, to just explain over here, also in the Psukim, that what happened was this, is that when uh, in this week's parsha, that's the parsha connection that he brings over here. A right. So what happens? The back and forth in these parshas that the, bro, the all the shvatim show up, and uh, Yosef's like, "Wait a minute, you're missing one, right? <laughs> Is there someone else? Go back and get him." Now Yosef hadn't seen Binyamin, and but he knew Binyamin was missing. So what happens is uh, he says, "Go get them." You know, so the brothers go, they make a whole thing, they come back. Yosef sits them in age order, right? You get goosebumps every every time I hear this story, right? Sits them in age order, and they say, uh, he says, is that the one? He points to Binyamin. He says, is that the one that was missing? Right? And they say, is that the youngest one you told me about? He says, yeah. So Yosef says back, Elokim yichan chabini. Hashem should give him chen. Right? Because, what's the Hezbera Dvarim? Because Binyamin, all the other Shvatim, they got a bracha for chen when they by Yaakov, you know, when Yaakov had a showdown with, with Esav, right? But Binyamin wasn't born, born yet, so he didn't get the bracha for Chain. So Yosef, inadvertently, Yosef, who's the one who embodied Chain more than any other the Shvatim, Eli told us Yaakov, Yosef, Yosef was the one now who gave Chain, who gave that bracha of Chain to Binyamin, who was missing the bracha of Chain because Binyamin wasn't even born yet, right? So this is just, this is crazy. And uh, one question I had on this, just a positive shock question, is that Yosef, this is before Yosef revealed himself uh, to his brothers, and he says, uh, and all the brothers are sitting there, he says, uh, Elokim yechan chibani, 
So it's just a simple question. But he said, uh, wouldn't that be a dead giveaway? He was Jewish. He said, Elokim, Yechana, right? God, Hashem, should bless him. I mean, he says it right in front of him. I don't know why that's not. It's just, a, I mean, it's a partial question on that. Three, you know. three generations ago, just Avram Vino, big part of the world where he came from, saying they weren't Jews, but they became. Yeah, but Yosef uses Hashem's name in front of all the other Shvatim. That should be a giveaway that it was Jewish. Why? Because, I don't know. It's like, who else would be using Hashem's name in that way? Whatever. Okay. The oldest bachur shor hardlo, right? But yo, kihu kihu. Okay. Of vizel shor lashon hestaklus, and this is what shoro means: an ox. Shoro means lashon hestaklus. Kisrichin lehestakel beaseichel sheyesh bechol davar kanal. That the shor means you have to look. At the seichel b'chol davar that we're speaking about, v'zeh hadarlo, and this would mean hadarlo tirgum tirgum unkelis zivle lashon or that bachar shor hadarlo means shoro means he would look he would look at the seichel b'chol davar he would look what would he look at the hadarlo targum unkelis zivle he had light he would look at the light of the inner intelligent life, ki yaseichel meyer lo b'chol davar, because this is what we said, that Hashem's inner intelligence is meyer lo b'chol davar, that it illuminates you from all your, from your path and every place you go. Because this is what we must think, that Hashem sent, sends all of us insights and thoughts in order to guide us through life, and this becomes your guiding light. And this is exactly what Yaakov did in order to make it through life. Uh, so it's, this is incredible drushes of him. You can imagine the mind of Rabbi Nachman, right? How he's putting all this together. These and there's such perfect fits. It's like, it's like per, It's not even a stretch. It's is like this all his, boom. Own, his own thoughts. Or he, these were his own. He said every no. He said every single one of. He said all my Torahs are percep, are hakdamas, are introductions. Every Torah in Lakut Maran is an introduction, which wow. means. It's a hakdama. It's like, it's like a perception. It's like a, a mochin, a it's intuition, a, an, an intuition. But it's, it's a, it's a, it's a life. This is why so many people are attracted to Breslov. I think one of the reasons is, is because it's all encompassing. It's not like you open up and get a board on the parsha, right? It's, it's, it's broad. It's very worldly. It's very big, you know. So it, it, it touches on all aspects of life. It's not like you just open. Okay, this is good too. You know, what does Rashi say? Question, answer, we wrap it up in a package. Right? This is, he's talking in circles. He's talking like this because if you have an idea that's makif you, an idea that's an or makif, it's not an or panim. If you have an idea that surrounds you, the only way to come into it is to talk around it. So here Rabbi Nachman is drawing down these deep hasagas of amuna, of faith, these deep perceptions, and he's talking around it like this to create a bigger picture this way, the or makif. The lights that surround the gaf should become an or, uh, an or panimi. Uh, let me just finish this paragraph. Even in a very very dark place, a uh, this seichel, a meir lo seichel, the seichel illuminates. Ukeshezochel estakel ala seichel sheyesham bechol davar umekarev osol hashem yisparo. When you zochel to look at the seichel bechol davar, then you zochel. To a uh, to come close to Hashem. I wanted to read briefly from uh, a. I, I think it might be his yort site that even uh, someone called called a Rav Avram ben Rav Nachman, not the son of Rav Nachman. 
His name was Avram Chazan, and he wrote a very, he wrote a bunch of, uh, forget it, no, this is not from Avram Chazan, this is from the Telchiner. Okay, scratch that. Uh, something from Parparis Lechachma. So he says an amazing thing. Kasav, ki nirishim aramiz v'zeh, she iker ma'ashar omad Yosef b'nei Sionos, hu al-yidei she'yabamidus Yaakov. Hainu she'estakel al-seichel she'yesh b'chol dover. So it comes out, the reason why Yosef was able to, I'm reading this not on the page, this is on a different page, right? That uh, the reason why Yosef was able to stand in his test is because he had this midah of Yaakov to be, uh, look at the intelligence of life itself. This is what Chazal say in Sota. That Yosef saw the face of the image of his father. Because Yaakov is the whole idea of this inner intelligence that's guiding you through life. That's Meir Bechod Rachov. Through the demus de Yaakov, him seeing his image, means he saw this, Yosef seeing Yaakov's face, the image, means that Yosef saw the seicha b'chodavar, which was represented by Yaakov. I mean, he was reminded, oh, there's intelligence here? That means I could pass my test. Right? It's an amazing, it's an amazing chap over here. Right, that the reason why he was able to pass his test because he saw his father's face. It wasn't just that he saw his father's face. It's that his father represented the Seichel B'chodavar. So Yosef looked at the inner intelligence uh, in, that, in that situation and therefore he was able to come close to Hashem. So this goes a little bit just a, uh, with what we started with. That, a, uh, that when a person feels, they see that this intelligence is surrounding them in life itself, so then a person can now start healing from their experience of life. That they don't need to be scared of any experience that they're going through, and they could take it and handle it full on. Because when you see that the human experience again happens in the backdrop of, of the Seychelles, right? you see that the human experience is like, if our heart is beating, that means we're part of the Seychelles. That means we're designed with intelligence, it's, we are intelligence itself, right? So when you see that, so now you no longer need to be scared of any experience that you're having in life because all experiences now become safe because they're happening in, within Hashem, Kaviyachal, right? They're happening within Hashem. So now whatever Nisayon a person's going through, like Yosef Tzadik, right? They're able to be Omid bin Nisayon because you don't have to freak yourself out. Right? You don't have to keep ringing your alarm 30 times. You don't have to keep on ramping up the calls on your thinking because you know Hashem is sending you thinking. You know that there's intelligence here that you could connect to that intelligence and it's not for nothing that Yosef ended up being sold and being hijacked and being kidnapped and being thrown in jail. It was not for nothing at all. So Yosef understood that this is part of the intelligence of life itself. He understood that there's a Seichel over here and therefore he probably suffered more trauma than anyone in the world, right? He was the one who the Torah calls an Ishmat Tzliach, a person that was successful because he understand that the Musta Yaakov is the thing that pointed him back to the Seichel B'chodavar. And therefore, anything that we go through in life, we understand that there's deep intelligence in whatever you're struggling with, and therefore you don't have to freak yourself out. And you're able to be Omid bin Nisayon, and you're able to connect with that. And we'll just end with the Hanukkah connection. So this is really powerful. This is amazing stuff. And we'll end with the Hanukkah connection. That a... Uh, 
the Jews at that time at Hanukkah, what happened? There were two things that happened. One is they won the war, but they were extremely, even after winning the war, they were extremely despondent. They were happy they won the war, right? But they were so down and they were beaten up. Everything was Tameh, everything was impure, and they felt lost and they felt that Hashem left them. Yeah, they won the war. Just winning the war itself, we wouldn't necessarily have eight days of Hanukkah, right? What really gave them hope is that they saw that the candle lit, that the oil lit for eight days. The fact that the oil it lit for eight days, that was somehow bigger in a certain sense. I mean, they darshan, always darshan the war, the oil, right? But that was really bigger in a sense than winning the war. Why? Because the Jews got hope. The Jews felt hopeful, right? There's something about that they saw that there was a miracle that happened that the Jews became more hopeful. And because the Jews became more hopeful, seeing the miracle itself is really what lifted, lifted up their spirits, right? So when they saw the miracle, what, did they, what essentially were they seeing? I mean, I never saw an open miracle like that, but for uh, purposes over here, right? What essentially were they seeing? They were seeing the fact that Hashem's intelligence runs through the creation, right? They were seeing that it wasn't for nothing that everything had to happen to them at that time period. It wasn't for nothing that everything became Tameh and that they had war and there were casualties of war and they were being persecuted and Hegbon Tchigil and all these eras. They saw that there was now with the lighting of the menorah, with the, with the candle burning uh, for, for uh, the, the miraculous burning of it, burning for eight days, so they understood not all is lost. So it's precisely because they saw the Seychelbuchodavar, it's precisely because they saw that, wait a minute, the candle the candle's lit, right? It's lasting for longer. We're also part of Hashem's intelligence. We're also part of the Ches and the Nun connection. We're also part of the chain of creation, hence the Ches Nun in Hanukkah. So they were able to become more hopeful, just like Yosef at Sadiq to be Omeh bin his, his tests in life, to see that all experience happens under the backdrop of mental health because nothing could be more healthy than Hashem's mind itself. Right? So therefore Yosef, instead of looking at himself as, I'm broken, look at me, he understood that there's mental health and mental life. He understood that Hashem's intelligence permeates the very fabric of creation that we're all incorporated in, regardless of what we think about it. Our heart is still beating. That means Hashem's intelligence is there. It means Hashem's intelligence is there. It means I don't have to be scared. It could be Omen Binisayon. That's what it means. He saw his father, he connected to it. And that's the hope of Hanukkah, that they were able to now have their spirits raised by seeing that there's deep, deep intelligent design. There's deep, deep emuna in what's happening that Hashem is now making the candle burn. Had they won the war, it wouldn't have been enough. They were still down. But the fact that they saw the Chesnan connection, that Hashem's illuminating his malchus, his kingship, like the sun illuminating earth, right? So that gave them hope. That gave them chizuk, and they were able to go weiter for many more years. And we carry this message of Hanukkah up until Bayis Shlishi. It should happen. Amen. Nobody was paying attention to what he was, to what he was saying. To what Noach was the only one who was tuned in, so to speak. Yeah. To, to Hashem. Yeah. He was able to put his own self-importance aside, his own ideas aside, to have not have the distorted malchus that we talked about, which was, which was Esav, who was Bezos Bechorah, to have a proper malchus 
a real, a real Bechor of Yaakov Avinu. You could say that. That's what it means, that Noah Matzah that he was a, uh, he found Chain in the eyes of Hashem because he was now getting Nevuah, right? He was, Hashem was telling him, build the Teva, build the Teva. Right? And in a deeper sense, to connect that with the Torah that we're talking about, is that we said that when a person connects the intelligence, they now have more, a, uh, they have more chain in their words. Right? They have more importance. So every time Hashem was telling Noah, build a teva, right? we know the famous teaching from the Baal Shem Tov, so are tasa la teva. That you have to daven in such a way where the word, teva means an ark, but it means a words. That you have to daven in such a way where the words illuminate you back. So now your words, as Rabbi Nachman said, your words have chen, right? Your words have chen, because Hashem's saying, teva, 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 build the teva. He's saying, build the world of tefillah. I want your words to have more chen. And that's what it says, that after, after, right, the Zohar says, after Noah came out of the table, what did he say? He said, he said, Hashem, what'd you do? And Hashem said, Raya Shatya, you fool, right? I told you to Davin. I told you for how many years? Teva, Teva, Davin, Davin, Davin. Right? As Rabbi Nachman saying, your words need to carry this importance to them that your requests become heard in front of anyone uh, who wants. Yeah. That's right. Very good. Nice. Okay, guys. Uh, your brothers? That's my bro, yeah. He's